Villas Grace Church. Building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know him, to grow in him, to go with him. It's always a treat to hear everybody use their giftings at Villas Grace. Thank you again, Joe. That was magnificent. Another round of applause, please. We are continuing in our sermon series, Galatians. Freedom from sin is found in Jesus. Paul does a magnificent job in the book of Galatians of defending God's grace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we move forward this morning to the proclamation of your word, Lord. I pray that the truth of the gospel can resonate in each one of our hearts, Lord, for some of us to be re-encouraged in you and what you have done, and maybe, just maybe, Lord, for someone to hear your good news for the first time. We pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. This is a photo of tightrope walker Philip, or Philippe Petit. I'm not French. I don't pronounce things from a French perspective, I'm pronouncing it from the English perspective, so maybe butchering that a bit. But Petit has quite a few accomplishments underneath his belt over the years. This one, in fact, is probably the one that takes the cake, and this one happened in 1974. Now, I don't know about you, but this photo itself makes me just a bit nervous, just looking at it. Now, see, He's on the top of one of the World Trade Center towers back in 74, and he's about ready to type rope walk across to the other tower, which he did successfully. But I would have a hard time because I can't even go to Bush Gardens without getting nervous at some of the coasters. I mean, my 10-year-old daughter will ride some of the rides I am too scared to ride myself. But to go along with his list of accomplishments, Petit also authored a few books. Check out the titles of these books. They're actually fitting for his profession as a tightrope walker. One book was titled A Square Peg, which he's insinuating he can move the square peg through the round hole, which is basically what he's doing here in this photo. The other title of one of his books is Cheating the Impossible. I believe both of these titles fit what he accomplished on the tightrope. Here's the question, though, and this is the question I have. What happens if Philippe Petit takes a misstep? What's the consequence of him taking a misstep? It's death. That's right. Death. And with that being said, sometimes I believe we have a problem ourselves. See, we falsely believe that salvation is achieved by going through life, walking on a tight rope. We falsely believe that eternal salvation can only be achieved if we never fall. It can only be achieved by our own ability to tow the line. Church, these lies are contrary to the good news of Jesus Christ. And this brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. The title this morning is this, Righteous by Faith. Righteous by 
faith. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 2, specifically looking at verses 15 through 21 this morning. So if you want to join in your Bible, please feel free to do so. If not, no worries. We will have the verses provided for you upon the screens. But let's not forget last week we learned that Paul was in fact a true apostle because he rebuked Peter for compromising God's grace. We observe that this is a problem because our confidence in eternal salvation comes from the fact that God's grace is a gift given to us. And also we were encouraged to know that one of the truths from the gospel tells us that unity derives from God's grace. Today we're going to be encouraged in eternal salvation. Especially, we're going to be encouraged in how it's achieved. Today, we're going to keep our eyes off of ourselves and squarely upon Jesus. So please follow along as I read from Galatians chapter 2, verses 15 through 21. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law then Christ died for no purpose. Amen. Let's put these seven verses into one sentence. And this one sentence defines what all of these verses are saying this morning, and that sentence is this. By God's grace, we're made righteous by faith, not by works. By God's grace, we're made righteous righteous by our faith in Jesus, not by our works. College football season is in full swing. Bear Bryant was a college football player, but most notably he was known as a coach. He was best known as the coach at the University of Alabama, which he was there for 25 years and accumulated six national championships all from the 1960s through the 1980s. And this quote from Bryant is not only true in sports, but it's also true for us as Christians. What does this quote say? Offense sells tickets, but defense wins championships. Now, I get it. I know some of you are thinking, like, what does this quote have to do with Christianity? How is Bear Bryant's quote as a college football coach Relatable to us as believers having a saving faith in Jesus. See, our adversary just wants to sell tickets. 
Just like network media makes a killing off of negative news, our adversary is constantly on the offensive, focusing solely on the bad news, which is really the highlight reel of your life, depicting every last one of your failures. But our Savior is the name that is above every name. In fact, that name is the one that won the eternal championship. And you know how he won the eternal championship? He won the eternal championship because of his defense of us. That's exactly how he did it. And we observe as much in our first two verses this morning. And the one of the verses that we're looking at first is verse 15. Now I want you to look at that word justify. Justified. What does that mean? It means to defend. So if we know that Jesus and his defense of us is what won the eternal championship, then Paul is spot on when he says what he says right here. He says, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law. In other words, what he's saying is, is that we cannot defend ourselves before a righteous God. We are incapable. Church, we cannot defend ourselves against our adversary's offense. And speaking of football, see, when you're on a football team, you learn something really quickly. You do not want to be on the tape from the film of the game before if you did something wrong. Because you learn it really quickly. It's not fun to watch a game field of your mistakes with the rest of the team while the coach is chewing you out. But see, this is exactly what our adversary does to us before God. He has a vault full of our game film, highlighting all of our sin. So when we are tempted to defend or justify ourselves before our adversary or before God, our adversary is ready with game film in hand, ready to show God, like, how can he or how can she be qualified? Look at the film I have on them. And the evidence that our adversary has makes us defenseless. Now, some of you may be asking, what if I do more right than wrong? What if I achieve more rights in my life than wrongs? Well, according to the gospel, a.k.a. the good news, your rights can never outweigh your wrongs, which is why Paul says again, a person is not justified by works of the law. However, he goes on to say, justified through faith in Jesus. Church, this is the gospel. This is the good news. So let our adversary highlight real the bad news of our sinfulness because we know that Jesus has justified us. He has defended us before God. So when he highlight reels all of our sinfulness from our past and those highlight reels are spinning round and round, we should focus on the good news. We should focus on the gospel which highlights and verifies Jesus as the one and only person who can do this work for us. Christianity is based on faith. It is based on faith. 
Which, again, this is why we've titled the sermon this morning, Righteous by Faith. Of the 21 or so major self-identified religions of the world, only one was actually created by God, while all the rest were molded by the hands of Satan. And the 20 or so others have something in common. They all adhere to exactly what verse 16 rebukes. They all claim that a person is in fact justified by their own works. Do you know what we say about that? Offense sells tickets while defense wins championships. Church, we are righteous in God's eyes. We are morally upright in the right before God. Not because of our works. Not because we've done something. Not because we've done more good than evil. No. It's because of our faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. See, He defended us before God against our own sinfulness. And this brings us to our first point this morning. And that point is this. Our faith in Jesus and His work is what defends us before God. Our faith in Jesus and His work is what defends us before God. Again, our main idea this morning, by God's grace, we're made righteous by faith, not by works. This is something my mom could relate to. Trust me, I know. In fact, I'm confident most moms, grandmothers, aunts, and most certainly Cinderella could especially relate to. Now, I'm not just talking about cleaning up the house. I'm not going there. But think about it. Some of you moms, aunts, grandmothers, you've worked hard, you've cleaned the house, Laundry room, kitchen, bathrooms, and like we see, floors. Oh, the floors. I don't know how many times I heard from my own mother growing up. Don't, 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 don't walk there. I just swept. Or no, don't walk there. I just vacuumed. Matthew, now I've got to go behind you and sweep up again. You've experienced this. Moms, grandmothers, aunts, and especially Cinderella, you all know the drill. What happens next? You go back behind the culprit, and you sweep or you mop again. And even if someone else doesn't walk where you just swept, even if you have the luxury of not having somebody walk right where you just swept, you'll eventually have to clean up again, won't you? You can't just clean up your house once and be done with it. See, church, this is like us. When we attempt to establish our own righteousness, we have to continually go behind ourselves and sweep and scrub or mop up again and again and again. Why? Because we are our own worst culprit. However, 
What's most disappointing about all of this is that when we continually attempt to clean ourselves up in order to look good and clean in front of the Lord, what's unfortunate is that we make it as though Christ went to the cross for nothing. This truth comes from our final five verses, 17 through 21. See, Christians tend to hear the same argument. We do. Non-Christians will say things to us, and it goes a little something like this. They'll say, wouldn't a salvation based on faith alone promote the freedom to sin? See, we call these naysayers the opponents of God's grace. Remember, God's grace is a gift, the gift of salvation. So what do they suggest as an alternative? What is their alternative to this grace alone, faith alone in Jesus? See, they suggest to be under the law, to work and earn your right to be saved. However, Paul has an argument for that in verse 18. He says, For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. Let's put this into layman's terms. Cinderella didn't clean those floors once, twice, or thrice. No, she didn't. She had to do it again and again and again and again. So then, according to the law... You would be nothing more than a continual law breaker. And let's not forget our adversary has the reels full of our highlights. In verse 19, Paul says, For through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. Paul was driven to the arms of God's grace because of what he realized from his former life. He recognized that no matter how many times he swept, no matter how many times he scrubbed, no matter how many times he mopped up his life, he'd have to do it again and again and again. And every single time he would come up short. But he, as he says, died to the law so that he could live to God. As a freed man, according to God's grace. See, that's the problem with our adversary in his highlight reels. Church, he wants to remind you and guilt you with the evidence of all your former, current, and future sin. Because when you are when you feel the guilt because of your former sins, you are enslaved. You are enslaved to the work of the law. However, this doesn't have to be. Church, be encouraged because to live to God, to live to God is to live free. God's grace is the only true Freedom. And that freedom is depicted in our next verse. Verse 20 is an excellent verse. Verse 20 is an amazing verse, one of which I would recommend for all of us to memorize. In fact, 
All of us will have an opportunity at some point, Lord willing, to memorize this verse. But what I want to do really quick, because I believe that this verse is so powerful, let's read this verse together out loud. So, I will begin, and you, please join me as we read verse 20. But as we read this verse, think about how powerful, think about the impact that this verse has on us as believers in the work of Jesus and what he has done. Verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer who live. And gave himself for me. To be crucified with Christ is to be spiritually crucified along with Him. Spiritually, our old nature has been crucified. Our faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus has resurrected a new nature within us, which is why Paul writes, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. However, the I who live is our former selfish self. The one who watched that highlight reel, who says, I got this. I know I may not be perfect, but but I got this. I can clean my image up. Just grab a bucket and a mop. Church, our faith in the gospel tells us differently. Our faith in the gospel tells us that we do not have this. The gospel says, Christ who lives in me. This is the spiritual representation of our resurrection. See, we're now empowered by Christ Himself. And anyone, anyone empowered by Christ has absolutely no need to ever waste their time playing Cinderella. So as Mike joins me, Church, let's be encouraged in Christ. Because after all, and according to Paul, we can say with confidence, as Paul writes here, that he loved me and gave himself for me. Therefore, never, never can the grace of God be void or considered useless. See, his grace is the evidence that Christ died for a purpose. He died for me. He died for you. We've watched our highlight reel. And let's be honest with ourselves. It's not too impressive now, is it? We've all attempted to clean ourselves up. Let's admit it, we've all failed. We've observed our sin and we've attempted to clean up our sin. Church, the bad news says about us and everything that was just stated that we failed at all on our own. So for those of you who know that Christ died for a purpose, if you know that purpose was for your sin, if you are sitting here this morning and you know that Jesus Christ himself died for a purpose, and you know that that purpose was the sin within you. Can I please hear an amen?
Can I hear an amen from those of you who know that our adversary's offense is purpose to sell tickets to hell? But the defense of Christ, his defense of us before the Lord is what won the eternal championship. Maybe some of you, maybe, just maybe, are still just a little bit unsure. And if so, please remember, in the world of tightrope walker, Philippe Petit, I just impressed myself. It doesn't take much. There's a square peg, and there's a way for cheating the impossible. But what happens if Philippe Petit takes one misstep on that tightrope? What happens to you if you have your salvation contingent upon walking, towing the line of the tightrope, and you take one misstep? If you know the Lord, you know what happens. Because you know that you've already taken a misstep. Which is no different. No different. Walking that tightrope is absolutely no different than being enslaved to the law. Now, we arrive at our second and final point this morning. God's grace contains the faith necessary to truly live free in Him. God's grace contains the faith necessary to truly live free in Him. Because if you want to live underneath a system that says, if I do more right than wrong, then you're really on a tightrope and you're very restricted. And you're so constricted if you take one minor step because, let's face it, it leads to death. But even if you go beyond that and take all the right steps, you are confined to that line. Christ has allowed us to live free in Him. And with that being said, let's not forget our first point this morning because we need to remember and always remind ourselves that our faith in Jesus and His work is what defends us before God. Our faith in Him is what defends us before God. And again, our main idea from this morning. By God's grace, we're made righteous by faith, not by works. That is how you spell relief. Taking that weight off of our shoulders, knowing that it is contingent upon the work of Jesus and not our own. Let's pray. Lord, as we continue to be encouraged in your good news, I pray that we can encourage one another as we move towards you. The arms of your grace, this gift you've given us, Lord. I want to pray for anybody who may be here this morning who maybe not having come to a saving faith in you yet, Lord, I pray that you can work in their lives to make it abundantly clear that the gospel faith in you is the only way to become a child of God, to receive eternal salvation, to be with you forever. I pray that you use us as a church to share this good news. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus because he is the one that has made it possible.
joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com, or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.